welcome to the Part-Time Wife Hello, podcast. I'm Nicole. Welcome to the Part-Time Wife Podcast. Welcome to the Part-Time Wife Podcast. I'm Nicole, your host. Thank you for having me. Cheers. 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 Welcome to the podcast. Sunday. I'm Nicole, your host. Um, today, I have someone extremely special to me, um, not only because she is my sister, uh, but she is my best friend, my supporter, my au pair, as you'll hear. Um, she is just an amazing human being and is always there for me no matter what and has seen me through many relationships and um, many heartbreaks and also see me through the happiness and the struggles and the good times with my current husband, Dylan. Um, and I am pleased to welcome her, um, to this podcast. And, um, because we talk so long and because she is my sister, it's actually going to be a two-parter. Uh, so please tune into that and please, please welcome Katrina to the show. Cheers. Well, first and foremost, thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. And here I am. Here I am. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, just watching my posture for the camera. Oh, I'm always like, what's up, like, man? I like lean throw these back. shoulders back. Well, and like... You know, we're only showing the video on Patreon. So if you want to see the video of all of our podcasts yeah, and we're like see, see our faces. Horrible hunchback. Oh, yeah, posture. right. She Come just, on over, baby. Yeah. You don't have to lean into the mic well, either. No, I'm a first timer. Oh no. I'm like, let me hold on to it. Like a I was like, please child. don't. Yeah, you're please like, don't, don't touch my stuff. Daisy's like, let me up. Our little Frenchie. She wants to be up. Damn it, Daisy. Stop trying to eat my finger. This will be interesting. We get to watch her try to pick Daisy up. And yes. Only on Patreon. Only on Patreon can you see this little baby. Okay, get your little butt. Blake, get down. Okay, here she is, everybody. Really, this is the star of the show. Um, oh, you don't oh, even need me. Daisy, stop snoring just, into the mic. Okay, just. She's all right. You're fine. All right. She'll lay down. Yep, there you go. She's good. Let her get comfortable. She wants champagne. When doesn't she want champagne and roses? Champagne and roses. She's just stealing the show again. Always stealing the show. So how are you? I'm doing well. This is exciting. It's a new adventure for me in regards to starting this podcasting. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like a loser being like, it's an adventure. I mean, it is an adventure. You're. I it's mean, super you're fun. I mean... I'm sure you guys listened to, and if you did not, you can go to the second episode and kind of get a breakdown of, like, how this all started, how this came about. Um, but I'm very excited. Like, we're doing this journey with me and my husband. We started a media company called Part-Time Media. My name is the Part-Time Wife. Um, so it kind of stemmed from that. And it's fun. And I'm forcing all of my friends and family to do podcasting with me because I think it's interesting. I think I have some really cool people in my life. So that's why I brought you here. Me. Definitely you. Um, Just kidding. I'm no, definitely you. Least. No. Interesting. You are one of the most interesting I people. Am. 
for the au pair. Au pair. For her. For me. For me physically. For Nicole. When Dylan is gone, she is my, is it au pair? Au pair. Well, it's A-U whatever. Yeah, it's French. Yeah, I think it's Mark. You're um, au pair. And then P-A-I-R. So au pair. Au pair. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, this is my sister. Hi. Um, Katrina. Yeah. I obviously know just about everything that I can know at this point in our lives. Um, But, of course, the audience doesn't. So we're going to dive a little deeper into all of this. It's going to be a riveting conversation. It's going to be so riveting. It's going to be, like, hours long. And we'll get, like, 15 minutes and be like, cool, we're done. Yeah, Yeah, we'll just be clipping the hell out of this entire podcast. Oh, definitely. I would never clip out fun facts and information. If you put, like, a floating face, like, emoji on my Patreon video, I would love it. Listen, Just like, I don't know, like a little poop emoji. Or... I would never do that. I may do it now. Give her some good hair. Flip the face. Give her some good hair. Right? Jesus Christ. So tell me a little bit about you. What makes you who you are today? Where'd you grow up? Well. What's your family life like? <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm. Push him down. Push him down. What am I? Okay. Get down. Go sit down. Dogs, I tell you. They Dogs. don't even understand when it's you're recording. It's because I'm the au pair and they love me. They do. He is obsessed me. with her. Yeah. But go ahead. Tell me. Okay, so. All right. What, well, geez. What is there to say? Um, well, where were you born? I was born in Heidelberg, Germany. Uh, our mother and my father together had me. You know, that's what happens. Um, but they were in the army. And I was, so I was born on an army base. Um in Germany and I was only there for I think a couple of years and then we came back to the States and um, soon after that they separated and parted ways Mm -hmm. so um, yeah so then my dad stayed in the military um, for I'd say another 18 years something like that Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in the military military for a long time. Oh my gosh, I do not pronounce words right. Yeah, on here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I didn't really get to see him that much. Um, he was in Afghanistan. He was in Panama. He was in Hawaii. He was um, he was stateside, like you know, like near me. But I really only saw him like once a year. I think I remember road trips to drop you off. Yeah. But, like, I was definitely, I mean, I wasn't older, but I was older. Yeah, so we would see each other once a year, but the cool thing is is we would write each other letters because, obviously, when he was overseas and when I was a child, there were no cell phones. Yeah. Really, like, you know, it was an up-and-coming thing. So we wrote each other letters, and then, um, like, you know, I would put stickers on my letters, and... I would get so excited getting, like, a tangible piece of mail. And he had, like, really cool um, cursive writing. And so I really learned how to read cursive, like, hard cursive writing because not everyone has great penmanship. No. And not that he didn't. It's just that it was, like, okay, this is, you know, I have to get used to writing like this. So it kind of, like, taught me to, like, you know, Mm -hmm. take that in as, like, a craft of my own. And and I really love cursive writing today. I don't know why they don't, they took that out. um, It's typing. 
Yeah, I know. Which I don't understand. I love cursive writing. I'm not great at it because like the only time I use it is on a on a check. Right. And so so it's it's an extension of writing, writing, right? It's like an art form rather than something that's efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, Like why are we teaching it? I don't know. It's almost like a different language. Yeah, Um, I agree. But anyway, so I digress. So I um, grew up mostly with our mom, as you know. Yeah, um, mom. <laughs> and did you say that we're four years apart? I did not. Yeah, so Nicole and I are four years apart. Um, she, my mom, I don't know where, when, how they met, whatever. They met because of Uncle Tom. Okay. Our uncle. Uncle Tom. Best uncle friend. Tom. And yeah. Aunt Annie. Yeah. They Were they at like a bar? Or no, well, no, they, they were, were friends. friends. Mom right. and... Angela, I think her Angela. Name is, I think her name's Angela. Um, were really good friends, and then right. he was like, "Hey, meet my friend Kevin." I believe that's the story. I don't. Right. I I feel like that's the story I was told, and so that's how they met. And then like, they they got married May, and I was born the following April. Right. She was that kind of baby. They got going. By the way, that means it was July or August. So birthday season. Right. So when um, mom and Kevin, which is her dad, when they, <laughs> when they, you know, became a thing and obviously Nicole came into the world, like I automatically, I mean, he's been dad to me, you know, ever yeah. since. So since I was like two or three years old. So, or no, actually four. Sorry, we're four years apart. You're like three something. Yeah. Because I think it's like three in like a couple Change. months. It's not like, yeah. but we just say four because it's way easier than it's me like, easier. be like, we're 74 well, months look, apart. Also, nobody likes to do math anymore. No, so. definitely not. So, right. So I've called him dad all my life. And so we, I guess as a family of four, kind of grew up in, I want to say like, skipping all over like maryland um they met in pensacola florida where i was born where nicole was born and we were there for i think only a couple of years and then we were only there like a year I was after i was born year. and so we moved to um maryland i'm i don't this is gonna be like the longest story it's okay um, <laughs> we moved to maryland and then um we were in Maryland. We were in Chestertown, which is on the eastern shore of Maryland. And then we were in Annapolis. We were in Baltimore. Essex? Yeah. Is that part of Baltimore? Yeah. So Essex, Essex is like a suburb of okay. Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. I was, like, I remember. Essex County and then, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, bits and pieces of it. I don't remember all of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, I don't know where we lived. I, yeah. like, started to really, I mean, I well, remember so it younger. all. I was younger. I mean, we moved when I was in second grade right right here so right so we moved from our parents got job transfers in to Tampa Florida yeah and then which paid for like their relocation so we moved down to Tampa Mm -hmm. when I was starting middle school and Nicole was in second grade yeah yeah and then um and the rest is history yeah I mean been in Florida ever since yeah and yeah I mean do you think do you think growing up in the way that we did and mostly you because you are you know a product of divorce do you think that that has changed your views on relationships or you know the way that you enter in a relationship I guess 
I guess because I was so young that I, I mean, you were really young. I was really young. I never, and even still, I never really, it just seemed normal to me. And That's true. Divorce seems like such a normal thing for kids to go through, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. I, a lot of my friends had been through the same thing as me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I never really thought of divorces in such a way when yeah. I was a kid. I just thought, all right, they just, you know, they weren't meant for each other. Yeah. And, you know. You just part ways and then you find your new person. You go on and meet, you know, this new person that's maybe better for you or whatever. And because, you know, our mom got remarried to your dad and then my dad got remarried um, as well. And then, you know, they had a child together. So I it just seemed normal. Like, yeah. that's just how life is. If things don't work out, you kind of just you know keep going and divorce really wasn't like this crazy bad thing like royal family you can never get divorced or that's true huge scandal you know it just seemed like okay well people change and people don't happen and you drift apart you don't right you know there are circumstances that you know just can't be mended yeah and that's I just always wondered like because you know our friend Jackie who has also been on the podcast and has talked about you know, her parents got divorced, but she was at an age where she kind of understood it, but didn't understand it. But it definitely played a role in like how she is in relationships. Right. Because I think from what she said, like her, her parents weren't overly affectionate with each other, but she wants a lot of, she wants affection. Right. She wants to know, you know, she's very much physical touch is needed. So I guess, yeah. I mean, so I guess from, an adult standpoint sure I mean you because I've had time to explore all of that yeah in my childhood um but as a kid and even growing up even in high school you know that was just life like I didn't really question those things or explore like why I was the way I was Mm -hmm. and the problems that I had as a kid like I didn't I never put two and two together yeah and so now through therapy I yeah like you know, I have a fear of abandonment, like a serious fear of it. And then a huge insecurity of, um, like my looks Mm -hmm. and just a lot of self doubt. Yeah. Um, so that's just like, you know, like a couple of things that like, I definitely know, you know, those things came from my childhood. Yeah. Going through. Right. And that's something that that I have to, that I have to like realize, mm-hmm. take it in, and then you know accept it and move on and do the work right. of really recognizing it. And I do think that, like, I mean, I've talked about it on here that I, you know, I'm in therapy. We're in couples therapy. Like, I think that the way the world is now, therapy is so much nicer and not like looked down on. Whereas I think, like, growing up, it wasn't something you worked on. Right. And- yeah. I mean, growing up, I mean, you never you would be made fun of if you were like, let me go see my guidance counselor. You know, like like guidance count, like, no, like you don't go there unless you're going to talk about like how to get into college. And that would be a high school thing, obviously. But like, it was never like a thing and so available. It was this like taboo kind of thing where you were embarrassed to have any problems. Yeah. And so everything was kind of swept under the rug or you kind of had to just like, yeah bite your tongue and just 
deal. Yeah. That was very much the whole situation. Yeah. And I think that now that we as adults are recognizing that it's, I mean, I remember going to therapy when I was 19 or 20 and it was about a relationship and I just needed help. I needed guidance on like why I am the way I am in relationships and like, my therapist was like, this isn't you. This is the relationship and the person is actually very abusive. Right. Um, like mentally to you and emotionally. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh, I thought it was me. I thought I was the problem. And I'm not saying that I was perfect by no means, was I? Right. But like it really opened my eyes into how I approach relationships. And like, I, so I've been in therapy on and off since then. Um, and I've gotten back into it because I think that I mean, I talked to Tiffany about it, our other friend that you'll hear on the podcast as well. You know, we all have trauma, unless you're fucking perfect like Dylan. Um, and, you know, you have things that you have to work on and you have things and to not continue a cycle. You need to stop it if you're capable of seeing this isn't normal. And like there's a lot of things that I do that aren't normal because of certain things that happened in my past and in past relationships and all of this. I'm like, this isn't normal. Right. I need to really work on this and like learn how to, you know, go through a situation and not just escalate it or jump Mm -hmm. it or control, try to control everything. What do you think like is something that like you do? Because I know like, obviously like our mom would always over be over apologetic. Oh, and I kind of picked up on that too. Yes, yeah, same. Same. We still do it. And I just—it's like an automatic thing. I also, to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or yeah. I'm sorry. You know, like you just take—it's just a ownership. natural. But I also—it happens in our friend group too, right? With people that weren't raised with a mother that does that, and I think right. it's a part of society. Which I, you know, I don't want to say that, but it is. Like, women are taught to be quiet in the corner and apologize for anything going wrong mm-hmm. we're the reason something went wrong mm-hmm. and so I definitely do that I'm a little better not great at it I mean my biggest is the control thing mm-hmm. and you know wanting things to be a certain way and like I'm comfortable this way that's also a little bit of an OCD thing for me like certain things have to be a certain way for me to feel comfortable in the day um, but yeah. I'm leaning back a little bit I'm taking a step back from a lot of things and trying to have a more relaxed approach I would say and like to which is something I'm working on with my therapist like I'm trying not to be like Dylan you need to do this now I'm like hey can you get this done the month you're home right and I need to take a step back unless I think it's a priority I'm gonna be like I really would like this to be done timely right and give a a reasonable like I can be like get it done in an hour and he's like this is a seven day project yeah (laughs) so I think that's the biggest that I brought in Mm -hmm. and I think it's because I don't want to say the childhood was chaotic, but there are parts of it that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's me coping. Right. Well, and I also think you and I moved around so much. So much. That we never had like a home base that was our, our actual home for an extended period of time. You know, there are kids... I have one of my really good friends, mm-hmm. um, Sarah. Uh, she grew grew up in the same house. Her parents still live in that house. 
till this day, and she's 36 years old. Like, <gasps> I, I forgot. That they still live in that house? Thing. Yeah, they still live in that house. And I, it's just, like, so foreign to me. You know, it's a foreign concept because, mm-hmm. you know, we were moving around every yeah. every two to three years pretty much. And so probably you more so than me, but I didn't have like, – I don't have, like, elementary school fr- friends. Like, I kept – Oh, no, I, I don't have any. Probably one girl, and, you know, I'm friends with her on Instagram now. Like, all right, well, you know, but it, it's, yeah. not, it's not like that. So – and I've known Sarah since middle school, so that's awesome. Yeah. Um. But we never, it's like we, we moved a lot when we were younger. Yeah. And we weren't military so brands, which is crazy. It's not even about like the, it's, I guess that goes into that like chaotic like thing. It's like, well, I was we thinking that too. So much and it's like, you don't have a home base. You, you're always kind of like, we're always kind of like on the move, you know, like yeah. every two to three years. Okay. Well, let's pack it up. Let's on to the next place, you know, on to the next town. Yeah. Which is so crazy to me to, like, think that we move so much. Well, we did. And and your younger years, especially for you, those are the most formidable. So those, you probably don't realize it now, but it's like that's when you're, you know, being, like, molded Mm -hmm. into some of your um, thought patterns and your processes and just your day-to-day thinking, the way you do things. And yeah, so, like... Yeah, like you were you were young when we were doing a lot of the moving, especially like in Maryland. Oh yeah, we, were we moved from, a lot. Yeah, like I think three cities within five years. That's a lot. That is a lot. Before we moved to to Florida, I didn't even think about that. And then we moved. Mm-hmm. We only moved twice when we were here, though. Yeah, just twice. So which was good. Yeah, I mean, I love the house we lived in. Yeah, on Amberley, and then the other one. Right. The other one. <laughs> the other one. Brianna <laughs> yeah um so I guess I got off track oh no it's fine I like it that's the whole point of this is to like have a conversation about everything so do you have any feelings in regards to what you think makes a relationship work or what you think makes a relationship work uh I definitely think experience and influence i mean experience meaning you know you know what you know like you've experienced what like you've gone through what you've gone through and relationships aren't easy whether it's a friendship or you know it's your partner your spouse a marriage Mm -hmm. you know whatever i i don't I think experience is a big thing because you learn you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. From relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the in-between time. Right, the in-between time. If you have an in-between time. Right, which I, I typically have not. When I was younger, I wasn't like, you know, the typical pretty girl in school. So I didn't have a lot of boyfriends. I had a boyfriend when I was my junior year of high school Mm -hmm. that's when I really had like a serious boyfriend and then um and then I had a few in between there but from college to where I am now I've had probably 
only a few lapses in time yeah where i've been not completely attached to someone but in that time like i've still been emotionally attached just not um not like labeled not like formally yeah labeled so yeah like and i think i mean i'm gonna find out soon like alone time is obviously crucial it's what everybody's preaching on social media any kind of self-help stuff like you need to be independent i would also like to point out i've been preaching for years preaching for years to all of my friends that you well, need time alone nicole has two best friends who are serial monogamous so they're like the me. same person <laughs> in and, such a good way though like well and that goes you back. guys just love love I, yeah it's so gross yeah. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but you know we may not be the best at it sometimes either well no so but at not... least you're willing to jump in yes i'm not but that so what i'm saying is that for me personally experience is gonna help me move forward especially being alone knowing that i need to have time to myself Oof. you know oh yeah no i totally understand Figure that. shit out definitely so relationships do you want to touch base on your current status right now? Um, As I cross my arms. Um, super uncomfortable. Got it. I, I'm reading those cues. I'm telling you, it's, it's really uncomfortable because it's, it's, it's pretty fresh because it isn't done. By the time this airs, it'll be done. It'll be close to done. It'll be done. Yeah. I'm probably, this is probably not coming out until February. Right. Just well, to be kind. Yeah. Um, Maybe it'll come out February 1st. I'm just kidding. It won't. I'll make sure it doesn't. Well, even still, I, um, my current relationship status is I am married, but going through a divorce. Um, it's very sad mm -hmm. and very hard, uh, for both of us. I know that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's not easy but that's no. my status like you know I'll well be, yeah i'll be single in the new year on my own for like the first time in a really long time and that's scary being 36 it is 36 <laughs> but and at the same time single. people do it I younger know. and older yeah and they thrive i mean that's the thing is like the whole idea of like we women and men mostly women have to find a partner they have to get married they have to have the house they have to have the kid like and the career right. and the house has to be clean right like it's not necessary in today's society that's why more people are staying single for longer that's why more people are not having children for longer like they're taking their time to really find the right partner um and i think that for both of you i think it's important to take the time to be alone and to work on yourself and to really find out who you are and what you really need. Um, and I think it's such, it's sad. I'm sad about it for you both. Yeah. But I think that I'm happy that you guys are figuring this out now, as opposed to 10 years from now, a kid later, like it's not as messy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, you got to just look back at the good times and the beautiful times. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not easy. No. I have, I've been, you know, I cry every day. I, that's just, there's no glitz and glamour to it. No, that's like your new normal. I just get a text when I'm at work, just, just finish crying. And I'm like, what? She's like, how are you doing today? And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm just crying at my desk. Just crying. Just typing away, crying. crying. But at the same time, it's like. You need to get these emotions out. Right. You can't bottle them. And I feel like we grew up bottling everything. Yeah. And not so, really yeah. feeling them. And I know you've been doing a lot of work on I've that. I've been trying to really release emotion and, and oh, really yeah. let it out. And, and really, um, I'm trying to learn to let things go. Yeah. And to realize that things that happened in the past are out of my control now. Agreed. And that's something that I'm working on in therapy. Um, That's something I'm having a hard time with because I put a lot of, since, you know, our divorce proceedings began, I've put a lot of pressure on myself personally and kind of um, taking complete 100% fault for the breakdown of Mm -hmm. my marriage. And, um, even if I still do that, I have to know that uh, that's not going to be the forever me. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I need to move forward. I can't stay stuck in the past. I can't. I have to move on, and I have to take it as a life lesson and know that I was meant to go through this. And it's really sad, and it's all really hurtful. And people are not perfect, and I'm completely imperfect. Yeah. Imperfect in so many ways. But I know that that there's a plan for me, you know, like that I am supposed to go through what I'm supposed to be going through right now. Yeah. And you're going to grow from it. And I'm going to grow from it. It's just really hard, you know, like. It's still fresh. It's still. And the thing is, is that, you know, when your friends are there for you and like, obviously you're my sister, but you're almost also my best friend. Um when people are there for you and you start something like this in your life, something so big that it's life-changing for you, you feel like you become a burden to them Mm. because even though it's fresh, they've been supporting you for the past few months, you know? So they've been listening to to almost the same crying and the venting and the the self-shaming and the guilt, you know, all of the things that you just need to let out. Yeah, but like it's very tiresome for your friendships, and even though your friendships should be there, it's tiresome on them, and you kind of feel like, all right, I need to, you know, I need to give them a break. So let me just go cry in the corner by myself for for a couple of days. We you know? don't we don't make her do that. No, just so you guys never, know. But I, but you know, like but it is it is tough because I've is. been that friend to support someone when they're going through a breakup, and it is not easy. You know it. You need endurance to, yeah. like, be that friend. You do, for Oh, sure. I had to take fucking Monday off after the weekend of you telling all of us everything. Right. And, like, right. I – it was so – it was so much to see so much emotion coming out of you because I'm not saying you've never been emotional around me, but, like, to that extent, I've never seen it. And it just, like – I was, like – I just need to fix this. Yeah. And I don't know how. I just like crumbled. I'm probably going to cry. Oh, God. I just, I know. I'm sorry. I got tissues. No, it's okay. I can reel it in. 
Um, yeah, like look at me know, just breaking you down. We're only one fucking question in, Trina. One <gasps> question. Technically, we're three questions in, but still. But anyway, yeah, it's. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, went through. Not exactly the same, but the same thing this past year. Like the pandemic really ruined or brought to light a lot of issues people had. And I think that you, you will be able to connect with a lot of people with how much emotion it is, regardless of what surrounds a reason, because a divorce is a divorce. It's a breakup. It's a serious breakup and it's heartbreak. You know what I've always said is that um, a breakup, and I feel it more for divorce than anything else, Mm -hmm. is like, unless you have kids, right? Yeah. Unless you're seeing that person through, you know, uh, visitation, right? Like whatever, Mm -hmm. custody and stuff. You, you're basically hitting a delete button on a keyboard and it's like this person who knew you know everything about you who saw you at your worst saw you at your best your prettiest your mm-hmm. ugliest yeah you know i mean you've made so many memories with it's like all of a sudden it like vanishes yeah like into thin air and it is crazy to me that that is how life is mm-hmm. and it's you know, I know that may sound a little dramatic, but but it's at the same. It's like you throw it away. You don't throw it away, but you kind of do. Because sometimes you have to. It's not that you want. You have to move on, but there's always going to be a part of you that will remember certain aspects because this is a person that you again saw you through everything. Yeah. Through the years that you were together, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, um, the trips the family events like everything and like you can't forget all of that as much as you may want to depending on the circumstances or as much as your heart needs you to like sometimes you need to remember that and be like I was able to be this happy at one point yeah I'm not there now but I'll be there again even if it's by myself and I think that's the beautiful part of it is like finding that peace and that joy by yourself because I think a lot of people and I think I I think I'm gonna fucking quote Will Smith fucking again because I think I did it in Jackie's podcast well he's a genius he really is he was like I can't rely on my partner to make me happy I need to make me happy she needs to make her happy and then we come together and be happy because that is so much pressure to put on someone to make you happy so that's why I always you know talk to my friends and stuff I'm like I think you need time even if it's a couple months to be by yourself to really feel what you need to feel and to really dive deep into you well that and also um you know whatever happens to you in your childhood whatever um things you bring into your adulthood those wounds Mm -hmm. you you have to learn to control them Mm -hmm. and to not put those wounds on your partner now your partner should be there to support you yeah but it's up to you to work on yourself to know how to control yourself 
and to be honest with yourself. Really. And to manage your emotions correctly. Right. You can't rely on someone else to do because that. Because if you can't be honest with yourself, manage yourself, then how are you going to be honest with your partner? And that's something that I learned, you know, in my last few relationships, but more so this past relationship. Mm-hmm. Is that I clearly wasn't okay. Yeah. So, but it's a learning curve. It is. You know, and I, and I, yeah, I, I mean, I feel bad every single day. I cry every single fucking day. But what are you going to do? You know, like, well, yeah. that, is, that is how I'm getting through it. I'm one of those people that can't hit that delete button. I can't make it all vanish. And just because I, I don't, I don't like to just, completely delete somebody out of my life to get over them I like to like take my time you like to go through the emotions I have to go through the emotions and I respect the other person however anyone else has to go through something is their own thing but yeah I'm definitely a block delete you are you peace out motherfucker you are you're very cutthroat and I love that it's just that I'm too like emotional and I mean don't get me wrong like it's still hard there are still people I think about um that I've done that to but at the same time I'm like whoa whoa you're better off I'm not saying this is the scenario I've never gone through a divorce I've never I mean I've gone through breakups but let's be real they're not that serious right but I mean I I can't imagine doing that to Dylan Mm -hmm. even at our worst Mm -hmm. I can't imagine being like I mean we also have four dogs together you know that motherfucker's going to want joint custody. Of course. And I'm like, that's great. You get to take all four dogs to your new place. Right. I feel like me and For Dylan... this amount of time. But I also feel like me and Dylan would be that couple, <laughs> if we ever got divorced, we would still live together. For sure. I really think that we would there live together. There are people that do that. I feel like, like we would I be fine with like that. It. Like, if you got, like, well, one wing of the house or something... Thank you. That's what I'm thinking. living area in the middle, and you both have your separate kind of apartments. Like, yeah, but I'd be like, you can't date anyone. Like, we'll probably still, like, be in a relationship, just not married. Well, and then, you know, just occasional hookups. A hundred percent. I want you to be a stranger. Let's do this. Right. Oh, my like, God, that would be so... Like, Dylan's going to um, listen to this and Dylan? be like, what is happening? Yeah. He's like, I did not sign up for this. Yeah. Um, let's get back on track a little bit. Not that we're off track, because yeah. I actually really we enjoy it. We go on tangents. Like, oh, this podcast I, is going to be 17 hours I long. Can go, like, it's going to be amazing. Very many ways. Um, so, in regards to relationships, though, do you know? I mean, obviously, it's still so fresh, and like a new relationship is not on your mind whatsoever, but like, are there certain things that you really need or want? from your next relationship if you even get into another relationship because we kind of talked about that a little bit I can I tell you that I um I I don't have a desire right now well yeah I mean I didn't that would be weird if you did I'm not gonna lie strange um no, yeah, because I'm, you know, obviously it is fresh and I'm still heartbroken and I'm Yeah, it's still so new. Um, but I can't, I don't think I can answer that because I don't. I don't think you even know yourself yet. No. I The new you. Well, and it's not even like a cliche new me. It's like a, 
you know what? Just be with yourself. Like, just... Because you've never just never been with yourself. been with myself. And... I... Sorry, I'm just fucking with my mic. I just... Oh, yeah, that's I want to, like... Go down. Go on dates with myself. I oh, want to... I love dates by yourself. You know... Can I go with you? <laughs> And it's not a date. I know. We always do this, though. Like, yeah. Jackie was like, I think I'm going to take a solo trip. I was like, can I go with you? And you're, she was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, that's not what the whole well, point of it is. I, I went to Puerto Rico oh. by myself. It was the first And that's that what stemmed went. all of us wanting yeah. to do it. First time I ever went anywhere by myself. Ever. Ever. Like, uh, yeah, I've never taken a trip by myself. Not even, like, a little road trip or whatever. I've never stayed in a hotel room. By myself. Oh, I, I did recently. <laughs> right? Did I? Have I? No. I don't think so. I've always been with a friend, you, yeah. a family member, whatever. So yeah. anyway. Oh, God, I cannot get comfortable. It was the most, it was awkward. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, I didn't know what to do with myself. And can I tell you, there, I had to make all the decisions. Oh, also, we talked the entire time. Yes. Which yes. I loved. I mean, I loved it because I was like, I'm going to know you're okay. There's, well, yeah, because you had, you know, the location. You knew where I was. Stalking her. She was scared that I was going to get, like, abducted. Listen, you wouldn't be the first woman to get abducted on a trip. True. But, but no, it was fun. It was terrifying. Uh, I think after your hike was really, my hike, that was the moment. My rainforest hike was incredible i want to do it again i think it was very uplifting it was uplifting i like conquered some shit jumped off some crazy rocks i was so proud like when you sent the water trina when you sent those i started to cry like a little baby and i was like god she's just doing so much (laughs) it was well because i've never seen you i mean you've never done this ever and no and now it's so trendy for people to travel by themselves it is and I'm like, I could be that girl. I could go travel by myself or at least just spend time with myself. I don't yeah. ever really do that. So I'm, I don't know, like a part of me is still terrified. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Of course. But then the other part of me is like adventurous. And then there's a little third part of me where like I have a little baby dog over here. You got to take her with you everywhere now. Yeah, take, but I do, I do want to take her on like a trip to the mountains. Uh, yes, she would Georgia love that. And stay in like a little tiny house or Airbnb or oh, something like that. I would love that for you. I know. I think, so do you, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, I mean, you can easily go sit at a restaurant by yourself. Now you went to Puerto Rico for by sure. yourself. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've thought about doing that too. It's just that when you get back into your day-to-day thing, you get back into your routine, like, I mean, eating out is still expensive. Like I, you know, I don't, I'm not made of money, so I'm, you know, living on a budget. Living with us on a budget. On a HelloFresh budget. What? You could sponsor us. That's so great. Um, (laughs) That would be hilarious. But it's fun too to cook you know, meals together at home and stuff like that. But I do, I, I do need to go to a restaurant by myself again. But I have been taking like little dates here and there. Yeah. Like walking dates with Callie. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've definitely been doing. Callie's my dog. Oh yeah. Callie's not some Callie's person. Callie's not some random person. She's, she's her, dog. her pup. 
She has my pup on her because she's needy. Yeah. And if you hear any snoring, I don't know if I said this in the beginning, it is not us. It mm-hmm. is the dogs. We had mm-hmm. two French bulldogs, and they are loud. Yeah. And our two pit bulls are not loud. Loud and proud. Loud and proud. Well, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and we'll tune in next week. You can find the Part-Time Wife podcast with Nicole wherever you get your favorite podcast every Tuesday. And you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok, the part underscore time wife to get updates about when new episodes are airing and any bonus material that you can find on Patreon whenever it's going to be released. Um, Patreon was created for our supporters to support the show and also get some exclusive bonus material, um, including the video portion of this podcast, as well as extra little bonuses um, throughout the month. You can find that at Patreon or on Patreon um, for The Part-Time Wife. Uh, You can also support our show by subscribing and rating our podcast on Apple Podcasts so that we can move up on in the charts. And you can also share with your friends and let us know that you loved our podcast. Um, Thank you for listening. And remember, my dear listener, you deserve all of the happiness. Bye.